as entrepreneurs, we want to use the latest technology to serve our clients well, and more importantly for many of us, to attract a steady stream of new, right clients. I have an entrepreneur who's one of the best in the world at doing this. He's helped his clients get to billions in sales. He helps them find, attract, and most importantly, keep. He recognizes that lifetime value of client. Fort Sakes is like one of the top entrepreneurs out there, and he's here today to share with you his online secrets. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Ford, I am so excited to have you. A, a good mutual friend of ours, Bill Backrack, uh, brought us together and he spoke so highly of you as being one of the top marketing guys, you know, both online and offline, but really using today's uh, tools to make a huge difference. So first of all, thank you for joining us. Glad to be here, John. Well, and you know, one of the things I want to do is we're going to go into a lot of advice for our fellow entrepreneurs on how they can accelerate success. But you know, give me a little bit of the backstory. I want to get some framing of you know, how did you get to where you are, where you're having the success, helping other entrepreneurs be really successful? Well, I caught the entrepreneurial bug when I was really young. Uh, when I was 15 years old, I was living in the projects of North Minneapolis in Minnesota, and I was trying to figure out a way to earn money, unlike all the other people in the neighborhood who were earning money. So I decided what I'd do is I'd start a painting company. And so that first year, from age 15 to 16, um, I generated $35,000 in sales, which in today's math would have been $175,000. But there's only a problem. If you give a kid from the projects $35,000, they spend thirty six. So it took a couple years later to learn, but I learned about how to deliver value and uh, capture a client at a very, very young age. And that's where I started my entrepreneurial bug. And that led to um, 17 different companies since then and, you know, developing patents and selling products through all different channels of distribution around the world. Well, no, that's great. I mean, that's a solid foundation. You start as an entrepreneur early and, uh, you know, Many of us had that fork in the road. We could have gone either way. And uh, the entrepreneurial bug really made a big difference. So let's, let's dive into, I mean, kind of the first thing. I, I know, you know, before we got started, I was telling you that I did not, I, I was not a big user of technology. Uh, and I had kind of a wake-up call in 2008, 2009 when the financial markets really changed. Uh, prior to that, my, my business at that time, the primary business was coaching top financial advisors. It's still a very successful business. But what happened was uh, the large firms stopped wanting us to coach their clients, and we were making a big difference you know, with their advisors. So we said so we got to market directly to them. And, boy, it was really hard for to, you know, how do you start? You don't have a list. You don't have the tools. You don't have the technology. It seemed overwhelming for us initially. And, and, you know, I think I can tell you four years later, you know, it, now I love it. It's changed my whole life. But let's take the entrepreneur that's got a good brick and mortar. You know, it could be a professional service. It could be a, uh, you know, selling widgets. I mean, the world's changed. You know, how do they start, you know, get, taking advantage of these things? Well, I would say it really starts with the mindset. And the first thing is don't get seduced by technology. 
Stop worrying about the shiny objects. And, and I, I would just say this, you know, um, I, I might be considered one of the top internet marketers, but I don't care about my website. I don't care about Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. I care about communication. So that's the only reason I want my website is to communicate value. So your website, it's a communication tool. Having it on a mobile device, it's a communication tool. And of course, same thing with social media databases or social media websites. They're just communication tools. So while I said I didn't care about them, I don't care about them for the bells and whistles. I care about them for engaging, connecting, communicating, adding value, and helping expand your reach. So all entrepreneurs, all small businesses of every type and shape and fashion, they know they need to use the internet. I mean, this would be silly if we were saying, hey, you need to use this. The key is, are they using it effectively to build a list, to capture leads, and to grow your sales? Yeah, no, I mean, I look at it like today, uh, uh, prior to, 2009, I wasn't using video. I mean, today, um, you know, we're, we're talking over, you know, very expensive technology, jokingly, Skype. Uh, the, you know, I think I have one of the more sophisticated podcast thing. I'm using switching equipment and all that. And maybe in camcorder, you know, maybe $3,000. I mean, where five years ago or 10 years ago, you'd have to drive up a satellite truck. So there's all these kind of gadgets and widgets out there, but it's really all about starting a conversation. I always, I like the term marketing conversation. And, you know, you, you read off the, all the things. I mean, you know, Google, I think 1998, uh, YouTube, maybe 2005, LinkedIn later, you know, I mean, it's just boom, 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 boom. All these things as entrepreneurs were, you know, we didn't have to do and we get overwhelmed. And I love you thinking about that conversation. So let's say you've got an entrepreneur there. They're going, okay, you know, I, I want to you know, get more people to raise their hand to explore working with me. I've got the mindset that you know, I don't need the new shiny object. What I want is a thoughtful process so I can have a systemic process that I'm bringing a steady stream of clients that I'm attracting, you know, and, and I'm finding them attractive and then I'm retaining them, serving them really well. How do I, you know, okay, I've got the mindset. I'm ready to go forward. Where do I go from here? Okay, so when I speak to audiences across the globe, uh, I do keynote presentations and breakouts, and the question always comes up, where do I start? And whenever it's a conversation around social media, most of us would rather put a fork in our eye than sit through another webinar or another teleseminar on social media. So this will be different. So just for those of you that are thinking, just hold your horses. So here's what I would tell you. Where you want to start is you want to fish where the fish are. I mean, if you go to a lake and you see a bunch of boats on the lake, they're fishing where the fish are. So the first thing you want to do is ask yourself, where are your fish? What type of business do you have? And where do your people congregate? If it's business to business, you certainly should be leveraging YouTube and LinkedIn. All businesses should really leverage YouTube. And I'd love to go into more detail and I can certainly do that. But certainly everybody, uh, everybody who has a business should use YouTube because it expands your digital footprint. And it also helps you get search engine rankings. Because if I want to compete with you and I have a business or a store or, or a manufacturer, I'm a distributor, whatever type of business I am, if I have a YouTube channel and I understand how to use the right keywords in the videos, I can dominate the first page of Google and push my competition down off the page. So YouTube's number one, fish where the fish are. Number two would be LinkedIn. You need to be using your LinkedIn profile. A lot of people just think about LinkedIn for trying to get a job, but no, no, no. LinkedIn's an authority site. So if you actually beef up your LinkedIn profile, when someone's searching for your type of product or service, you'll actually come up on the first page. So yes, you want your website to show up on the first page of Google, but if you're in a competitive market, if you can get your other profiles to show up, 
you're going to get the leads. So the key concept I would say would be fish where the fish are. Think about where your market congregates. Think about how you can communicate to them. And then once you're there, of course, there's other strategies of lead magnets and how do you get them to actually raise their hand? And that would be a lead magnet, something you're giving away to get them to give you their information. Now, so let's stay on the fish where the fish are. I mean, this is kind of, this is some of the, I always think of as entrepreneurs, we have to be on the right side of complexity. So it's simple and elegant. A lot of times in the beginning, you know, we think we know what we're doing. It's mainly because we're massively ignorant on the subject. So it's simple there. Then all of a sudden it gets really complicated as we start looking at social media, the internet. And what, if we really just look where our clients are hanging out, uh, it's just so much more powerful. I mean, if, for example, I'll use financial advisors because I, I do a lot with financial advisors. I, you know, I study after study, they don't use Twitter. I mean, they're just not using the high end. There's actually a high correlation with net income and Twitter. Uh, the lower the income, the higher the use of Twitter among financial advisors. I, I'm not saying anything negative about Twitter. It's just that's what it's it is. What it is. Yeah, and, and we can go through and on the, as you said, uh, Ford, you know, the uh, uh, LinkedIn, surprisingly, huge, huge use of. And so, and, and YouTube too. I mean, I love uh, the strategy of dominating. You know, you really don't have to have that many views. Uh, YouTube and Google have kind of a special relationship. They own them. <laughs> and, and somehow, you know, just small, uh, you know, usage of your video views can shoot it up to be on the front page. And, you know, and a lot of this awareness is all about getting credibility that if you don't show up on a search, you're not a player. And, you know, in today's world, almost everyone, you know, B2B and even B2C wants to see credibility, not only authority that you actually can do it, but credibility too. So, you know, how, how are you seeing, you know, the, the fish where, you know, the fish are, What's, let's just take a little bit deeper um, okay. for you know, some of the industries that you've worked with. You know, how, how, do they, how do they find out where the fish are? I mean, I've been on some lakes and there's nobody there type thing early right, in the so, morning. Okay, so first, first question now. We're, we're doing this uh, interview here. I did not prep, prep, prepare you for this question. First instinct out loud, verbally, what color are yield signs? Uh, yield signs are yellow, I think. Okay, sorry, John. Yield sites have been red and white since 1971 in the United States. Okay. So for our international listeners, they could be yellow. But in, in North America, English-speaking countries, yield signs have been red and white since 1971. Now, before you get distracted, write that down. You guys can go check it later when you're done listening to this and watching this. I'm leaving right now here for it. I got to go check this out. <laughs> so so what, what that means is mindset. So you had a belief system from 1971 that thinks the yield signs, go Google it, the yield signs in, on the Department of Transportation, they changed it in 1971. So, so the same thing happens with social media. People think, oh, YouTube doesn't work. LinkedIn doesn't work. I have a joke I tell in my seminars that social networking is like social not working because most people don't know how to use it. So going back to your question, it first comes with your mindset. You just have to remember it's a communication tool. You have to understand what are the search phrases or the search terms that your market's interested in that you can come up with. And so for me, for example, I'm a franchise speaker. So my keynote fees, it's it's widely, you can go on Google and know this, to, for a company to hire me to come in, it's 15 grand. Well, mm -hmm. you know, if I tell a company, if, if someone calls me on the phone and says, hey, 
what are your speaking fees? And I say 15 grand, the next thing they're going to do is hang up, right? I mean, no one's going to do that. So you have to provide the value first. So what I've done is I've been able to build up my LinkedIn profile, put the history of the people I spoke for on my LinkedIn profile to provide social proof and credibility. Same thing I've done on YouTube. Same thing we've done with our clients. I mean, we've got clients on YouTube like Steve Spangler that gets 80 million views a month. We've got uh, like Judson Lightley, who's got the evolution of dance, who has 400, 400 million views on one video. He's one of the top 10 views. Now, we don't take credit for his video. Don't get me, don't get me wrong, everybody. But what we've done is we've helped them leverage the tools, even though they're experts on those things, to, to expand their market share. So what every entrepreneur in business can do is identify what search terms you think people are going to search for. And this sounds almost so basic, but it really is. What problems do you solve that people will pay to make go away? What are they searching for on the funnel? Like, for example, um, it, you know, there's four stages they go through for keywords. You know, awareness, research, comparison, and then shopping. So the words are going to be different. The things, you know, if a financial advisor is going to find you as a top coach for a financial advisor, they may not be looking for financial advisor. They may be looking for how to grow my financial practice or how to, how to, you know, something totally unrelated. So you get the point, but John, but certainly awareness phase, research phase, comparison and shopping, it's a funnel. And the words that you're going to use are going to be different. So once you have those words, then you go to the platform and you have to learn. When I say platform, I'm talking about you know YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you have to ask yourself, are, is this a communication tool that's going to help me connect? Are there influencers I can connect with? Are there strategies and tactics? Are there, you know, what are the tools? And unfortunately, most people are think, think it's more complicated than it is. The reason there's millions of people on these platforms is because they're not hard to use. You just have to think from a business standpoint what makes sense. Well, and let's take it. So we've got, you know, we found our fishing pond and okay. we see the fish. And we've actually started a conversation with our, you know, really good, our prospective clients, our niche market, our primary focus, all that. And how do we get them to take action? Because, you know, really as a business, we've got to do two things well. We've got to serve our clients well. We've got to nail a client experience. Second thing, though, is we get more people to raise their hand to explore working with us. How do we get them started doing that? Well, the best way to get them to do that is through a lead magnet, a lead magnet. You want to have something that you're giving away for free in exchange for viewership. So, for example, I'm in, being interviewed today with you. When I get the replay video of what you're doing, I'm going to use this as a lead magnet. I'm going to send it out on my social mediums to say, hey, watch this interview with expert John Bowen, where we talk about entrepreneurship and how you can get more customers. So I'm going to use this as a tool to give out. And there's two different ways to use lead magnets. You can give them away for free and just let them consume it to build trust and credibility. Or B, you solicit it to say, give me your name and email, and then I will give you access. Now, I typically like to do a two-step where you're giving something away for free to build that trust and credibility first. That way, especially in today's day and age, that way it builds trust. And then they're more willing to opt in or to upsell or to go down the funnel. So every business can do this. It doesn't matter what to, if you have a gift store, it doesn't matter. You just want to ask yourself what problems you solve that people will pay for to make go away. And if you don't know, ask your employees or, or send out a, a memo to your team and say, what are the top 10 questions that people ask when they come in the door, when they, when they call us on the phone, when I'm doing sales presentations? Those questions will tell you what the lead magnet content should be. And then you want to ask yourself, once you have the questions, what's the best format? Now, obviously, I like technology. I like 
video. So I use a lot of video. I, I do a lot of video marketing. I use services for it. I do email videos. I do broadcasting. I have landing pages and all that. I like video because it engages the senses and it allows people to see the authenticity of it. Like here I am today. I mean, this is my office, you know? I mean, I have a, like you, I have a studio and I have a set, but I mean, this is it. I'm, we're all here communicating, we're adding value. So all these people who think it's too difficult, I'm here with a webcam, a $99 webcam in my office. Now I have I have the big microphones and the, the whole thing that I do when I'm doing shows like you, but today I'm the guest. So I'm gonna move my microphone back out of the way because that's not what I'm doing. But the point is you need to have a lead magnet, audio, print, or text, or multiple formats that you can use to solicit and get the client to give you information. Then once you get that information, you have to have a nurturing campaign to nurture them through the process through your sales funnel. So a lead magnet and a nurturing campaign are the two things that I would say that everybody could do. And then once you have those, John, then you use them on YouTube, you use them on LinkedIn, you you use the, the fishing ponds to say, hey, this is available. And then people say, okay, I want that. Yeah, and this is, I think this is one of the most important things for it is, you know, what you just said is that, you know, prove out a concept, uh, you know, get, you know, get whatever experience uh, that, that works. So, I mean, you know, the clients are here, your prospective clients or customers, you've got your lead magnet, you know, sometimes referred to as ethical bribe. It's really using yeah, a lot. Yeah. I used to use ethical bribe until people started getting confused. Yeah. So I took that away. Yeah. And I, th I like lead magnet. I mean, it's really what you're doing is you're taking advantage of the law of reciprocity. Yes. And as humans, you know, if somebody gives us something of value and it's got to be of value, uh, we're more than happy to, you know, certainly continue a conversation because we perceive there's going to be value and then we're open uh, to taking it further. And then, you know, to the extent we nurture, you know, so many people do think of Internet as, uh, uh, you know, email or even direct mail as one and done uh, type thing. Let's blast it out and do it. And we're looking for a relationship. We've got to, you know, differentiate ourselves. We're really going to be distinctive in what we're doing. And it's really hard to do that in two minutes or less. We've got to, you know, get, you know, some use that nurturing. But, you know, now that we're nurturing, so we're, we're they kind of, they've got respect for us. They, uh, you know, they have, uh, they, they really think that we may have something there. We've got authority in whatever space we're doing. We're now kind of, we've got credibility because of this marketing that we're doing. Um, how, how do we get them to raise their hand to take action with us? Okay, well, obviously the first thing you'd want to do is map out your sales funnel so you know at what point do I need to engage or offer something else. So, for example, if you um, go to our website at primeconcepts.com and you fill out the form for a marketing audit, that's a lead magnet. You fill it out. Well, it, it drives the conversation. Next, I get on your on on the web and I do a critique of their website using GoToMeeting or, or join me where we share the screen and I pull up their website and, I, and, and there's never been a website yet that I haven't been able to find five to 10 things that are major mistakes that would help them get more business. Well, what's that do? That builds trust and credibility immediately because now they're going, I know that because you know, there's five different generations in the marketplace right now. There's millennials, Gen Y, Gen X, boomers, traditionalists, and people expect to be able to do research before they call you. And the problem with most entrepreneurs and most businesses are they assume that their clients aren't necessarily doing that sometimes. And you have to remember that 
before someone does business now, they're going to grab their smartphone. I mean, smartphone usage, mobile internet usage has now surpassed desktop usage. So more people are accessing the internet on their smartphones than they are on their desktops or tablets. So my point is, you have to be able to understand what the dynamics are and understand that your market thinks they're more educated than they are. In other words, when they, they do their research, that automatically, you know, they think, oh, well, I already understand. So you got to make sure you have only a few seconds to make sure that you really delivered value or they're on to the next thing because we're in this microwave uh, mentality. If they don't see what they want right away, they're gone. Now, to, to flip over to the actual question you asked me, which was, okay, now how do we nurture them? You've got to have the next thing laid out. If they get the lead magnet, what's your next step? What are you going to offer them? What's your What's your product pyramid or your services pyramid? What's the natural menu of services that you have? A lot of entrepreneurs and stuff that I work with, I end up creating new revenue streams for them because they didn't bundle something right, or they didn't they or they had a a, a a lead magnet and then their first option was 25 grand, and I'm like, well, maybe you could have something that's 10 grand or or 500 dollars to nurture to build that trust, or what type of lunch and learn can you do? Like like financial advisors, you you do you know you do training for financial advisors. Do they do any lunch and learns? Do they do executive meetings, retreats, roundtables, briefings, where they bring people in and pay them? I mean, I work with banks that, that hire me to come in and do uh, thank you meetings for their commercial customers. They sponsor me. I come in. I train on entrepreneurship and business growth. They look like a hero, and they get increased loan demand and increased core deposits, which is what banks want. So, you know, I think the biggest thing, and I'll, I'll stop, is stop making it so difficult. Give people what they want sell them what they need. Giving them what they want means what are they really asking for? What do they want? But the, 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 the give them, sell them what they need Maybe they need these other things, but they may not know it up front. Like if I talk to you as a client and I say, well, you're supposed to be using YouTube and LinkedIn, you're going to be like, whoa, 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 I don't want to waste my time. But if I say, well, look, I'm going to help you get more customers. I'm going to help you increase the frequency of purchase. I'm going to help you increase the transaction. Well, then you're like, okay, yeah, I want more. I want more clients. I want more. I want better clients. Some people don't want more; they want better, right? You want to fire some of your clients. Now, it's so it's so important. I think one of the most fundamental marketing and sales issue is understanding that you know the marketing and sales process is to what people want. And you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get so frustrated because we actually know what they need, and it isn't what they want. But you know, you said it very well for it. Is that, you know, we're going to really deliver what they need, but package it of what they want. And, and, you know, they're going to get the results that they wanted, but they're going to get the tools that they need. And, and that, that's a, such a powerful part. And I also want to come back to something you said earlier that I think is really helpful is that, and this is one that I struggled with a little bit, you know, I, all of a sudden I'm doing, I, I do uh, probably a hundred webinars uh, I'll do this year. And four virtual conferences. Next year, I'm going to do even more. I mean, I've just found the value of doing this. We do a lot of special reports and eBooks and so on. And one of the, uh, we, our price point, so for coaching uh, financial advisors, we charge 2000 a month, 24000 So it's not an inexpensive. And, you know, a lot of the people think, well, we should be able to figure out how to just get them to click. There's two parts. One, to do that kind of purchase, they're doing a lot of research, as you said, and they're going to look at this. We find that the average uh, person who's looking at us has watched three, three webinars, has downloaded at least one ebook, looked at some of the pricing information, and so on. 
and then scheduled what we call a best year ever consultation. It's much like your consultation. When we go over resources, I want to uh, you know, let people know how they can take advantage of that audit. So good. But I want them to look at it for two different reasons. One is it's something they should take up. But two, this is really, you know, marketing is all about starting a conversation and you're providing the information, you're attracting the right clients through, you know, fishing where the fish are, using these lead magnets, nurturing, providing value, you know, ahead of time. And then you're starting a conversation with qualified people that you can deliver even more value and then see whether it's appropriate or not to work together. And that cycle, just for you know, so many people, is just powerful. And, and the internet has become one of the greatest facilitators of that, Ford. Yeah, and you know, there's a formula that everybody can use, and that's problem, agitate, solve. So when I work with someone on their value propositions, I ask them, you know, what's the problem? And, and look at the problem globally. In other words, first, don't talk about it personally. You know, look, what is the, what is the problem? So whatever industry or anything, we could pick a problem and we could do that. Then make it local, personal. So, so you, you talk globally and then you talk more, imagine, does this sound familiar? And then you start talking, are you? You use more you and I language. And then now they're like, yeah, I have this problem. Yes, this is what I want then you can solve it. So whether it's a lead magnet or a sales letter or a website or a landing page, if you can keep the concept of problem, agitate, solve, or of course, value, you know, agitate, solve, but it has to be framed that way. And so often I go to websites and there's no call to action. Their phone number is hard to find. The usability is terrible. It doesn't work on a mobile device. Um, they haven't optimized their YouTube channel. They haven't optimized uh, any of their platforms. They haven't even bothered to to even look at them um, or look at their statistics or look at what their visitor value are. And we're not talking about um, internet marketing type fancy things, everybody. We're talking about your business. Whether you have a brick and mortar or not, um, you know, you have to ask yourself, if you're brick and mortar, what's your mobile what's your mobile platform look like? Have you claimed your business, business directory on Yelp and Angie's List and the directory systems and Google Places, uh, you, on Yahoo and on Bing? They all have business directories. Have you even gone in and updated your profile? Because if you do, if you're a brick and mortar and you claim your business directory, then when someone's looking for that type of business, you come up first because the search engines are going to give up profiles that are enhanced before they're going to give up the other one. And so even if they're by proximity or geofencing where, where people only show up by where they are location-based, you'll actually find you're getting more customers and you're going to be like, all you did is spend 15 minutes, Googled your company and claimed your businesses. Well, and it's, you know, I think what we're, what I like, and it's taking the step is, you know, that mindset for mindset, our mindset first is kind of the big thing that you're going to, you're going to be a player. You, you understand that you, you, you're doing something right. You're delivering a great client experience, whatever it is that you're doing. And what you want to do is you want to establish the credibility. You've got the authority, you're delivering something, but now you want to have the credibility. So you begin building out these lead magnets so that you have that and then you start these nurturing campaigns and really what that does for it and we're, we're drawing to them taking action if it's a low price item it may be just click and buy it you know more of an impulse but if it's a, one of the higher price things you're going to set a you know, free consultation or a nominal cost consultation and what i like and you know with all there's so many platforms out there that we can use for free you know like claiming the directories and so on the youtube and all this that just get good at this at least i think this is what you're saying is do get good at this at one 
first and then just really get that message and then you can start expanding it to the other ponds where your fish are showing up too is that is that what i'm hearing yeah I, I would say if you're taking notes i would say start with your mindset first make sure that you don't have any limiting beliefs about what things mean you know be open um raise the bar remember that done is better than perfect getting it done is better than it being perfect so if you're in analysis paralysis get it done it's going to be better than that being authentic and sincere i mean you you know like we're doing today we're not worrying about you know, yes, we have the right technology because people expect it. But again, we're authentic. This is who we are. Um, and you, and then, of course, plan and celebrate. So first mindset. Then once you have the mindset, stop making it so difficult. Just ask yourself, you know, so if I'm going to sell, if, and I have not talked to you about your business model or how much you charge, but if you're charging $2,000 and you have a financial advisor, you have to create that economic value proposition, which is what you do when you talk to them, I'm sure, about how to have your best year ever. You're getting them on the phone. You're, you're identifying their needs. You're listening to them. You're letting them authenticate themselves and validate themselves because you already know what they need. But you have to let them go through that process to answer the questions so that when you actually provide the solution, they're open to hearing it. And that's something very important that for our listeners today is you know you can help your market, but you've got to psychologically move that prospect through that before they're open to saying yes. And that's really the difference today of this, these technologies, how they help so much. Having the videos, having your social footprint, having everything up there and, and letting someone get introduced to you. So if I wanted to work with you and I'm a financial advisor, I'm gonna Google you, I'm gonna see your company, I'm gonna see the webinars, I'm gonna see that you're in Huffington Post, I'm gonna see that you're you're writing for all your magazines, that you've got podcasts and virtual events. You've established your side, not an author. You've established this great footprint. Well, then I'm going to say, okay, let me stick my toe in the water and watch a webinar. Okay, fine. Now let me get on the phone and have a, a prospect call on how to have my best year ever with you or one of your advisor coaches. And then that allows me to go through the process. And by that point, you're having an economic conversation. And if they're not ready, they're not ready because they're not ready. It's not because you didn't have for the good thing. So, so I would look at everybody's business and look at what do we need to do to bring in more customers, what would be, or, because I have to be careful here, some people, like I said, don't want more, they want better, mm -hmm. then what do you need to do to attract that higher tier customer? Because we all know the customers that, that, that give us the least amount of income, we spend the most amount of time with. You know, it's the, it's the website project that I do that I give them a discount that ends up being the worst disaster than the guy that pays full fee prepaid to get a discount. You know, it's, it's just crazy. But um, I would just say the, the mindset comes first. Keep in mind that, that the internet, it's just traditional marketing. See, the difference, John, we didn't really talk about is I'm really an old direct response guy. I started in direct mail. I started as an entrepreneur. I invented several products that you might have seen. Uh, I've sold through all channels of distribution. Um, have you ever seen a bike rack, John, that goes from floor to ceiling to stores bikes? Like, oh, yeah. System? So yeah. I, I invented and patented that in 1987. And I sold $50 million of it before I sold my company. Now, it sounds impressive. That wasn't all profit, everybody. But, you know, I built the company up from, from a garage operation. I had 100 employees. Um, so, you know, I've, I've done the brick and mortar. I had 4,000 dealers. I was in Sharper Image and Mass Merchants and Walmart and Sam's and all these other stores. So I've done all those different businesses. What led me to the business I'm in today is that it's profitable. Information is the most profitable business because people will pay more for information. If, I, if I'm a financial advisor... And I pay you 24 grand a year. Yes, you have time involved, but the, the value of the information and shortcutting their learning curve is where the real value is. So as a business owner, mindset, general marketing tactics, 
Don't get seduced by technology. And you have to have clear value propositions because if you want to make more money, you have to add more value. I don't believe there's such a thing as a money problem. It's an idea problem. You want more money? Get some more ideas. Build your success library like you are today and subscribing to John's programs and the podcast and the virtual because that's what it's all about. Well, let's let's go to that, too. And uh, let's do the next segment, which is book of the day. Uh, let's start off. Uh, you know, Ford, you wanted to mention a couple of books. And I said, ah, you got to mention your own book first. So let's start there. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And it's a, I have it behind me strategically out on my podcast. And it's it's called Superpower. And Superpower is a book um, that I wrote. It was actually titled Common Sense is a Superpower. Because I think that most people make it too hard. So the book was written to give to business owners and their teams on how to make things easier. So that's what it is. Is, is it is. Is it earth shattering and, and new? No. Am I going to talk like that? No. But it's a great book for anybody in business um, to read. Anybody who's in, in, in college or a graduation gift to read. It's a, it's a personal and professional success book on how you can think, act, and perform with less efforts and better results. Well, and you had a couple. I mean, it, and it's a very good book. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even recognize it I, when I pulled it up. I did. I did read it uh, when it first came out. So, it, for some reason, I read too many books. I didn't know for that I read it, but it was very good. And particularly, I remember uh, the painting story is what kind of brought it together here. Your your painting business in was it Detroit area? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was actually Minnesota. Yeah, oh, Minnesota. I started in Minnesota. And- and um, it was in the project, so maybe that, that's okay. Yeah, that's why I went to Detroit on it here. Yeah, sorry to the Detroit people or everything. We're not talking about that. But, no. but yes, I was definitely on the other side of the tracks. Um, and that's what started. And, and the other books, you know, I recommend people have a success library. I mean, right now behind you, you have all your books. If I turn my webcam up on my shelf, I've got, you know, all my books and all my cabinets are full of books. And, well, I have and, a we, and we can't show our Kindles, too, either. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. My gosh, <laughs> I, that's everything. So I would say if a couple more quick quick books that I'd recommend um, would be one, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I like that book. I love Darren. Um, it's just it's just really good information. Um, I really think it's it's a great book for everybody to read or reread. It's something you should put on your yearly list. Uh, it's a quick read to reread it. And the other book I like for entrepreneurs is Influence by Robert Cialdini. I, and I might be pronouncing his name wrong. I think that's but Influence, a, a traditional you know book on on how to provide value. I think that's actually one of the best books for marketing so that you understand human behavior. And, and you know, I, I believe it's the six drivers he has. I don't want to say which ones because I'm not sure I would remember them all. But uh, it's just a, a book that I've reread a few times, and I think I need to reread it one more time. But it's a great book. It's one of those that I put on my – I carry on my Kindle. And my It's actually my iPad with the Kindle app. And I – on an airplane, I'll read a pair, I'll read a chapter, and then you know, I just—it's one of those that you, you need to be reminded on because it just makes so much sense. And again, for all of us, you know, participating in this today, the reason we're doing this is so that we can shortcut our learning curve. There's nothing that you and I are saying that you can't find on the web. But are you going to take the time to to search through all that? No, that's why you pay for advisors and coaches and experts like us to help you shorten your learning curve. Well, let's just shorten a little bit on the smartphone. And go okay. to the app of the day. Well, I have three. Okay, you, you know it's uh, it's under promise in order to deliver. You asked me for one. Well, the first one um, I would say is Dropbox with a V. Everybody, everybody's probably familiar with Dropbox. Uh, I'm putting this it is- up on the screen because I even uh, when I Googled Dropbox, it wanted to bring up Dropbox. So right. So Dropbox is an app you can put on your phone, 
And what's really great about it is you can hit record, you can record your audio message, and as soon as you hit stop, it immediately uploads it to your Dropbox. So it's a great way for me to distribute information to my team and not, and, and, and not have to worry about trying to email a recording and all that, so Dropbox. The other one is, now I know you travel a lot, but one of the apps that I like is called Sleep Fan. It's actually an app that makes the sound of a fan. So when I'm in hotel rooms, I actually use Sleep Fan and um, it just makes a little noise in the background. And um, yeah, no, it's definitely picking up a fan. I'm gonna put it up on the screen too. I have not heard of that one. So Sleep Fan, there's, there's several, but I'll tell you, when I'm in hotels, just turning that on and leaving it, you'd be surprised, it really does work. It, 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 you know, the elevator, people slamming doors, mm -hmm. it helps you sleep. And if you're on the road and you travel as most executives, it's a good one. And the other one I use is a little bit off the beaten because I know you cover so many different ones. It's called Word Lens. We're at W-O-R-D-L-E-N-S. And Word Lens, what's really cool about that app is if you travel, and I travel international, you can actually take the app and point it at a sign and it will translate for you. <laughs> so if I'm in an airport in another country, I can hold it up to the sign and it'll translate it to English. If I'm reading a menu, I can translate it and it'll translate it live. So even, even here on our little notes for preparing, I know you won't be able to see it on the camera, but I can actually say English to Spanish and it'll actually change everything that's on this document to Spanish. So uh, it's called WordLens. That is amazing. Let me go. Let's, let's bring this all together in the next segment, which is resources. And, you know, uh, Ford, you've got a whole bunch of resources on your website. So let me pull up your website. And then you already kind of talked about one of the you're making available for everybody on AES Nation. Why don't you tell uh, what that offer is? Yeah, well, if you'd like to have a marketing critique where I will go through and I'll look at your social media platform, I'll look at your local marketing if you're a local business. If you just want to have a, a, a non-charged critique, you can go to primeconcepts.com, fill out the form there. There's no obligation or anything like that. You're not going to get spammed or send a bunch of, of marketing materials you don't need. And then that will have us to, allow us to have a dialogue to see where are some things that you can do to improve, to get more clients and to increase the frequency of purchase, get more referrals, and, and, and get more sales. So I would do that. And the other one I'll tell you about real quick is Business Growth VT. It's called Business Growth Virtual Training. It's a new platform that's going to be launching at the beginning of the year. There's a there's a capture form right now on Business Growth VT. It's virtual training, but businessgrowthvt.com. Um, you can go there, you can put your name and email in, and then when that system launches, um, I'm going to give the listeners some discounts uh, and some specials on virtual training. Because just like you, what we're finding is people and organizations want more virtual training. So like next week I'm leaving, actually uh, it's Monday, I'm flying to Orlando to speak to the Lawn Doctor Conference. While I'm there, I'll be speaking to several hundred franchisees. And when I'm done speaking, they always want to know, well, wait a minute, I need more time on YouTube. I need more time on, on you know, lead magnets. And so I'm putting together this online training platform to allow them to virtually get trained more interactively. So it's not just content on demand, it's actually branch learning interactive. Uh, that's great. And let me just kind of bring this together with the key takeaways that I'm I'm walking away that I think all I mean, I look at this, I've got a whole bunch of notes and you know, really I'm gonna start with mindset, uh, you know, as Ford did is, and 
it's so important. You mentioned limiting beliefs. You know, it's so easy to get overwhelmed with all the new tools that we have and the shiny new objects, and you got to have the latest thing. You got to remember that marketing is marketing, sales is sales, and what was done a hundred years ago is roughly the same thing. We got different tools, better tools. We got also a lot more competition. So mindset first is understand that you need to go ahead and use. Not everything, but just a select few tools and be really good at it. You want to establish your authority, that you're good at whatever you do, and then leverage it with credibility. You want to fish where the fish are. I, I love that. And, and create a, a lead magnet content. And some of the best content, as you were saying, Ford, was just you know, what are the questions your, your market is asking? You can put that together in a book, and it can be a great ebook. It's so easy to do. Nurture, it's ongoing conversation versus the one and done. And then have a strong call to action to start the conversation, raise a hand. And you know what? All those future clients that you're going to attract, that you're going to keep and really solve their challenges are going to become marketing apostles. We wish you the best of success in achieving all that's important to you. Thank you. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.